Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back to Breaking Through, a mental health conversation with Colorado kids. And we are having a very tough but real conversation with young people in our state about mental health and how they are impacted and how it impacts the people around them. And I'm Kim Posey with Fox 31 and Channel 2, and we're joined by five young people and a professional counselor. We're going to make a few quick introductions. Deja, tell us about yourself. Hi, I'm Deja. Um, 14 years old, I'm from Southwest Denver. Zane. Hi, I'm Zane, I'm from Colorado Springs. Hi, I'm Kian, I'm 15 years old, I'm from Durango. Hi, I'm Evan, I'm 19 and I'm from Loveland. Hi, I'm Jessica, I'm 18 and I'm from Aurora. Okay, and Camille, tell us about yourself. I'm Camille Harding and I'm the Division Director for Community Behavioral Health with the state and uh, have practiced as a professional counselor for a while. All right, well, thank you all for joining us. And Children's Mental Health Awareness Day is May 9th, and this year the focus is on suicide prevention. So how do we break the stigma around mental health so that if young people do need help, they might be able to ask for it? And before we started, you guys were talking a little bit about your parents. So I am wondering if you can tell me what are some do's and don'ts, in your opinion, about how parents should approach this with their kids. Kian. Uh, I think a good thing to do is to mention it when you have time, like at dinner or whatever, like do that. I think it's more timing and don't just like, if someone, they're trying to do something, don't try to start a conversation. It's not gonna go anywhere. You were explaining that sometimes your mom has some bad timing. Yeah, like I'm about to go out and do something or go to my room and she's like, no, let's talk. Like, you know, mom, I'm doing something. Let's get back to this. Okay, what about texting if your parents are worried about you is it a good idea or a bad idea to text throughout the day i think it's good i, I mean personally like my mom called me to make sure i got here okay and then i know she probably sent me a text like hey jess are you okay how's it going like i think little things like that i think it makes such a difference because i know that she's not only thinking about me but we have like good communication you know we might not have a full-on like in-depth like oh life and death situation going on but it's so nice that when i come home I can go to her and be like, this and this happened, this is how I feel, and so on, you know? Okay, well, I know that parents will always do what they think is best for you, even if you don't necessarily, li necessarily yes. like it or approve. Um, but let's talk about, in general, about this mental health stigma. Do you think there still is a stigma yes. about talking? Yes, okay. yes. Much yes. definitely, to some extent. Absolutely. Explain your thoughts on that. Mental health and suicide is so glorified on anywhere you look, because they're like, oh, yeah, like, I am sad, I need hope, or, like, let me be the damsel in distress. Yeah. Tragically it, beautiful. Yeah, yes. tragically <laughs> beautiful, and it's not that anymore. There's real issues where it's taking away us from functioning on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, if you're not eating or sleeping or you just have so much anxiety or you're, you just don't want to do anything, your whole life stops. You stop working, you stop going to school, your connections stop. 
and people don't realize that they're like oh yeah i'm just sad like help me like yeah so we'll help you but it's so much more than that so what about um what about it makes you think there's a stigma do you think that people are afraid to ask for help or don't know how or i think people just don't know how to ask like yeah. i think they want to ask but they're not sure like how to engage in the conversation they're not sure how the person that they're talking to going want to talk to is going to react so yeah it's been a very taboo subject that hasn't been touched a lot or at all sometimes so it, nothing really has changed from past generations to now except that it's more it's, it's more of a problem now not a, not that it wasn't before but it has increased to the point where people are taking notice to it so yes I agree with with him about that it's hard to to seek the help when you don't know how they will react. I want to add oh, okay, two things. Ahead. Number one, it's really, people like to address the easy symptoms. It's a lot easier to talk to someone who says they're sad. But when you're dealing with people who are having manic episodes, having depressive episodes, self-harming, having delusions, that's where the help train stops. Like everyone wants to help their sad friend. Everyone wants to stay in mm -hmm. for cuddles and ice cream and that's cute and that's wonderful. And self-care should definitely be a thing, but no one wants to talk about the real or serious issues. And the second thing I wanna say is, I think our generation is decreasing stigma. I think it's great that we're having these conversations more, but when you look around, addressing the stigma isn't stopping the issue because we are, talking about it and we are not doing anything. There's currently a bill in the Colorado House, I believe, I don't know if it's gone up to Senate yet, where they are discussing lowering the age of consent to seek mental health help. Currently it is 15 years old where you can seek mental health help without having to get your parents involved in your issue and they're attempting to lower it to I believe 13, but it hasn't gone through and funding hasn't gone through. Like people have voted against providing funding in our schools because they don't want to pay more on taxes. It's great to talk about lowering the stigma. It's great to say we're talking about the issues more, but are we doing anything about it? So is the stigma really decreasing or do we just want to play pretend like we're doing something? Well, let's talk to Camille about that. Camille, what would you suggest um, that parents know and kids if they suspect there is an issue or feel like they are having one themselves? Yeah, so first off, right, there's, it's two sides. You have to be able to have those conversations and when you stop being able to ask for help, right, you should notice that and um, figure out strategies to at least give folks around you a cue, right? Because some people feel like they, they can't talk about it, they don't know where to go, and, and I mean, that's one of the symptoms that you'd wanna pay attention to. Um, secondly, for parents, right, notice those behaviors, right? There's, there's a whole continuum of behaviors all the way from feeling sad, I had a rough day, all the way up to, right, other sort of severe symptoms. Um, but it's noticing and asking. It's engaging with your kiddo, how are you doing? What's happening? I've noticed this behavior and uh, can we talk about it? Um, sometimes you'll get resistance and you, it's okay to pass, right? Maybe right now is not the best time to talk about it, but uh, I'm gonna check back with you in a while and or ask when's a good time for us to have this conversation and, and keep engaging, right? Don't just stop. And I do know that a lot of times uh, your peers can be amazing role models. And I know that you are all active in your communities and trying to promote 
positive and healthy mental health. Uh, let's just talk about some of the things that you guys are doing. Zane. So something, so at the Boys and, at the Alpamar Boys and Girls Club, so there's, like, I like to talk to kids. So, like, if I see someone in the corner or just, like, head down, hand, facing their hand, stuff like that, I'll just go over and talk to them. Or if I see kids sitting on the lunch table trying to go sit with another kid, but they just go, sorry, this seat's reserved. Go away. And stuff like that. And it's like, it's just like, really, it just takes a toll on me because I don't want to see that. Imagine a fifth grader saying, you can't sit here to a second grader. Like, it's just stuff like that that just really gets to you. Well, and you know what? I would imagine that you stepping in means a lot to that child. And you may change that child's day, week, month, or year. So good for you. What about you, Kian? Um, I've got some stuff on uh, substance use prevention with Rise Above Colorado. There's a, it's been a shown there's a tie between substance usage and having mental illness. I've also helped to spread information for Colorado Crisis Services and got QPR certified, which is a way of it's an effective way of asking somebody if they are feeling suicidal and then if they are getting them the help they need. And outside of that, like talking around the community, going to community events, trying to talk to my friends if they ever are receptive to it. So Good for you. I'm sure that all of those things can make a difference for other people and hopefully mm -hmm. for yourself as well. What about you, Deja? So I'm involved in the Colorado Youth Congress and in the Congress there's different campaigns. I happen to be a part of the mental health campaign, which is about awareness and to increase the resources in schools since your children spend a lot of the, the time in schools. So we believe that increasing that in schools would be very helpful. I also worked with the uh, Colorado Crisis Services about researching of how to have good <laughs> resources for to increase the usage of the hotline. And in school, I also spread around like posters and stuff about mental health and how there is help out there and you don't need to go through it alone. And yeah, I'm very involved in that. Well, that is such an important message is that there is help available and everyone should know that. Jessica, uh, what would you like to share? Um, I work with an organization organization called uh, YPHU Public Health and again it's similar to hers where we work with a lot of like different campaigns for mental health and the Colorado Crisis Service dealing with them putting the posters up at school but most importantly to me is spreading it by word of mouth and talking and having these conversations because I know what it's like to suffer from mental health and just by creating a dialogue that's how I want to or continue to bring uh, light to this issue. Okay, and Evan, what sort of things do you do? Um, I sit with Jessica on the Youth Public Health Panel, and I've also, I'm in the legal process now of starting my own nonprofit for youth mental health. I've been working on that for about three years now, and I'm finally getting ready to file for my nonprofit certification. I've had the opportunity to host community events. I've been selected as an advocate for the mill and bond we tried to pass to get funding in our schools. And I also, um, speaking. sorry, I don't know what I was going to say. That's all right. Well, I have full faith that all of you are impacting your communities in a positive way. Camille, I know that resources are very important. Is there um, one place that young people tend to go for help, or are there suggestions that you would make if someone is struggling? 
Sure, I think lots of communities and school districts have invested in lots of different sort of campaigns and strategies. Uh, sources of strength is a big uh, campaign that we've launched mm -hmm. with the Office of Behavioral Health and the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment. Um, we have a below the surface campaign where youth can go to that and it's really um, putting the hotline and text line out there in a public way and it was a campaign that was actually developed by youth. Um, and so I push people to the hotline. Um, they're not just a hotline for when you're in distress. They also have lots of resources around, hey, I'm a parent. I don't know how to address this with my kiddo. And they have professional counselors that will help talk parents through different things or youth as well. Um, so those are the sort of strategies. And I, and I think school districts are really implementing lots of addition, additional skill sets around uh, social emotional health for youth. Um, Right, to, to address those situations where, right, like a fifth grader says a second grader can't sit at a table, right? There's lots of different ways that school districts are managing those sorts of community uh, coalitions. Um, and I think that I really appreciate all of the school districts for working on that in such a positive way. Yeah. As well, uh, yes, schools and everything is doing a wonders right now, but also if, if for whatever reason you don't want to go to school or do the hotline, the internet will be your best friend. As much as we bash on it, there's so many resources on there, the websites and other blogs and forums where people will feel the same way and have like the professional counselors there to talk to you as well. So just not to discourage that. Apps as well. Apps as well. Additionally, I think that's a very helpful resource for parents if you don't feel comfortable to, like head on facing it with your child. Just getting the information from the internet is totally fine unless you feel you need to talk to like a, a counselor like a licensed counselor, I think that's... Yeah, Google that, will be your yeah. best friend. How do I start a conversation? <laughs> yeah. Well, why don't we ask our expert while we have her here. How do parents, teachers, caregivers start the conversation? Any last thoughts? Yeah, I think it's really just noticing and asking, right? I really like noticing the behavior, right? I noticed that you didn't get to sit at this table just a few minutes ago. I noticed that you seem a little sad today or, right, uh, some teachers are just really great about... Um, hey, we know that there are some really distressing things going on in the school today. Let's just take some space and check in. Well, thank you all for joining us and sharing your experiences. And thank you for listening to our series, Breaking Through, a mental health conversation with Colorado kids. And a final reminder that the information shared here is general guidance and is not meant to replace information from your own mental health provider. If you do need to talk to someone right away, you can call the Colorado Crisis Services hotline at 844-493-8255, or you can simply text TALK to 38255. This has been a production of Fox 31 and Channel 2 in cooperation with COACT Colorado, which sponsored this series. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.